You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. All right, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I'm excited. I can tell. I can tell. No, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know that uh, you're a very busy person. I'm. We've been pretty busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, so as you all know, hopefully that's the reason that you're here, is that you're going to learn a little bit about somebody who has been successful with their drone business. Hi, Kona. And you're doing so while working full-time in a regular professional job. I am. That is correct. So, I don't know. That's pretty intense, but I'm excited to get into it. We're going to do our best to give you some insights into, I don't know, Kevin's progression, his uh, his journey as a drone pilot and, a, and running his own drone business. I'm fascinated by it. And uh, he is, as we affectionately have now called him, our guinea pig. For the new show, I'm super excited to be doing this. Hope that you're excited to be along the journey with us as we interview pilots from around the country and ultimately from around the world. We've got some great guests lined up and in mind to get lined up that we think you'll enjoy a lot. Tons of personality like Kevin here. They've got interesting journeys. And more important than any of any of that is that we think you can learn a lot from them, which is ultimately our goal here at DroneU is to help you learn such that you can create your own drone business or drone career. It doesn't have to be your own business. Um, there are a lot of ways to leverage your drone expertise. So let's hop right in and uh, tell me or tell us a little bit about yourself. Just sort of general stuff. Who are you? Who's Kevin Letterer? So uh, me, I'm Kevin Letterer. Um, I, you know... About myself, I've, I worked for um, a National Labs for about 23 years. Um, part of that was doing HVAC, which I also had done 10 years prior to being hired on in a National Lab. And then I changed careers and started doing counterintelligence intelligence work. So I have always, we'll get into drones, but this is pretty interesting. I've always, and I've, we've never talked about this, but I've always thought of, okay, Kevin, I knew you were HVC, HVAC before mm-hmm. counterintelligence. How were you like sneaking through ducks and that gave you the itch to go into counterintelligence? And no. how did you figure that job out? No, it's out? actually kind of neat because of where I work, you have the opportunity to change jobs or change careers and, and learn something new. And I was... Tired of HVAC, I kind of ran out of being able to learn anything new. I had started in residential, mm-hmm. owned my own company for a few years, all the way up into commercial and then industrial at the labs. So, I, you know, I just kind of wasn't stimulating the brain anymore. No, I, okay, so what you're saying is that your HVAC background kind of got you into the labs originally mm-hmm. doing industrial work because as most of you or many of you probably know, a national lab is a, it's a huge outfit, huge operation, thousands and thousands of employees, millions of square footage of oh, office space, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you went in originally to work on that stuff and then you migrated into what you're doing and now. And I went into what we're doing now. No, that's cool because being in Albuquerque, 
if you don't have a friend that works at the labs, you don't have any friends <laughs> because that's pretty much we, the truth. <laughs> and so I've heard lots of stories about people that have done just that. It is kind of a cool aspect of that. And so from there, at what point in that progression of whatever that is, like 30 years, you're old. Yeah, I've been there 23 years. So, <laughs> so am I, I. Am, I am old. You're, we're about the same age, I think. But yeah. Anyway, so at what stage of that whole process did you get interested in things that fly via remote control? So I actually have been flying um, fixed wings since I was probably about 16. That's pretty cool. Off. I yeah. mean, that's stuff with gas engines where you're probably building it and when you crash, you're fixing it, yeah. that kind of stuff. Literally, it, that's what it was. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, did a lot of repairing. Yeah, more repairing than flying, I bet. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but when it came to drones, drones was end of 2014, I think, yeah. beginning of 2015. I actually, my first drone, I won. Yeah, so tell us that story because so, that's pretty cool. I won it as a door prize at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. It was a Phantom 2 Vision Plus. Phantom 2 Vision Plus. So you did it, have, did it have a GoPro on it? Or did you have to? No, it had it. That was the very first camera that DJI ever really came out oh, with on the Phantoms. Okay. Um, I should know that. I don't. Three weeks later, they came out with the Phantom 3. So, you <laughs> well, know, still, it, it, free it drone. Still, it was a free drone. Learn to fly. And I learned to fly. I play. I still have that. Actually, Do I can't really? buy batteries for it anymore. Well, I, you can, but I I don't. It's it's a Wi-Fi type remote, so you can't really fly it too far away from you anyway. But so yeah, I got that, and then I joined DroneU like a few weeks after that, and I started doing Paul's exercises and. Yeah, so this has been there ever since. You have been with us from the very beginning, mm -hmm. and so kind of it just culminated real nicely where we were getting started in 2014 and you were getting started with drones. Obviously, you've right. been flying other stuff, but you'd been uh, getting into drones when we were getting started, which is pretty cool because it's we've sort of built a relationship over all these yeah, years. And it's kind of nice because uh, most people that we interview for this show are not going to be able to sit here next to us like Kevin is, but he lives up the road, so it works out real nice. Yeah. But so when you – this is something – so. One, like years ago, I grew up skiing, right? There's a point to this story. I grew up skiing some of the time I was like seven or eight up in purgatory. Nice. Back when I could ski for 25 bucks is how old I am for the entire season. Right. It's crazy to think about, but it's true. It's true. And then about 15-ish years ago, a friend said, you really need to try snowboarding because he was snowboarding. He taught me. And I literally have never skied since. Yeah. I've only snowboarded. Nice. Part of that's because I don't go a lot. And so when I go, I want to snowboard and I enjoy it so much. So my question for you along those lines, do you ever fly the, the old stuff anymore? Or do you, is it pretty much just all the drones now, the quads and so forth? Um, I don't have any fixed wing. I have one coming. Oh, you do? But um, yeah, I have, the only fixed wings that I've actually flown would have been with a survey company where you're flying an EB, so you're really not mm. flying it. It's doing it on its own. You're more of a VO? Yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah. With a controller in your hand? So, yeah, it, it really was, you know. So I do have one coming because I want to kind of get back into it. Um, yeah. You mean like the fun part of it? The fun like part kind of going it. old school. Right. Oh, that's cool. Kind of just, just for fun. That's it's really different cool. than quads or drones in general. 
How so? It's just uh, they operate different. There's no backward. There's, that's true. You're always, you're always going forward, so that's true. you don't get to avoid if you... You got to make a U-turn if yeah, you want to... you know, it's... Yeah. So you miss it. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, crashing is kind of fun, too, but... Yeah. It's probably more fun to crash when it's a... I don't know how much those things cost. A couple hundred? No, I mean... Instead yeah. of a couple thousand? thousand. Yeah. yeah. On, on average nowadays. Well, that's super cool. And so you kind of got started with drones in 2014... 2015, you started to take off, and no pun intended. Yep. I'm probably going to say that stupid thing every show, um, but you started <laughs> to take yeah. off. You started to learn from, get involved with Drone U, who, by the way, now employs him, and that's another thing you do is act as an instructor for us, which is that super is true. cool. Yeah. Because you've learned sort of the Drone U way all along the all way. All along the way. And is a phenomenal instructor for us, gets very high marks from his students. Good. But... Um, at what point in that progression and that journey did you decide, did it go from fun to, I want to try to earn some money with this? No, um, I think I got the bug of, I could, I, I can do this. There must be a market for it. Um, I can probably make some money at it. And then, so I started doing more research and, you know, talking about drone, you and me growing up together, this is pre 107 days yeah back in the whole 333 so we debate always, stage. yeah was it a three did you have to have a 333 did you not did you yeah you know everybody's looking for a way to make a dollar without getting in trouble yeah some people didn't care but yeah some people well, thought of it that way right I mean, <laughs> yeah you know and so it's um so that was that was really an obstacle for me because of where i work and I don't want to violate any federal rules or laws. Yeah. I want to, I wanted to do what, do it right. I wanted to do it right. Yeah. Um, no, that had implications for you that are different than most. Yeah, probably, probably right. so. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always the more, the moral ethical perspective, but there's also a livelihood perspective for you. Right. Right. And so that was, you know, that was a struggle, but I, so I started doing some, uh, real estate and um, just cold calling some of my friends that are realtors. And I did pretty well there. And my name started getting passed around. Sadly, it got passed around to realtors who thought I should be charging less and not to realtors start to charge more. Until it got passed to, let's see, this has been 2018. My name got passed to a realtor with the first name of Lisa. Mm-hmm who had me shoot the groundbreaking of a property for Topgolf. I remember, which wasn't, which was a couple years ago? Yeah, it was probably 20, oh, it's actually February 27th, 2018. Okay, so, yeah, wow, that's three years ago now. Yeah, it really is three Crazy. years ago. And from there, I ended up, name got passed over to a company called Jerome Bros., and I did the construction progression for Top Golf, mm -hmm. and from there, my name kept getting passed around. Yeah, no, it's amazing to see how your journey has sort of grown exponentially. And and I don't. A lot of you may be aware of sort of that hockey stick perspective, right? Whereby things kind of go like this. It's I mean, it's it's in nature, right? But it go things go like this, and then all of a sudden they can take off and go like this. And that seems to have happened to you. Yeah, right in literally um, 
Yeah, it was probably July of 2018 when that mm-hmm. when we started going up. Um, Which so, is very soon after you got that sort of first big break, if you will, right. Top Golf. Yep. So let's back up just a little bit. So you started doing real estate. Would you say you started thinking in those terms of trying to earn a dollar, as you said, with your drone? Like, was that already happening and thinking about that in 2015, 2016? Was it pretty So in early? 2015, I established my, my business. Okay. So um, you're kind of thinking ahead. Yeah, I was, I was there. And real estate was the quickest way to get my name out. Yeah. Do you think that's still true? No. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> I honestly, did, I really didn't know if you'd say yes or no to that. So um, why not? I, I shouldn't say is. that. Let's, let's break it down to residential real estate. Um, the, the houses aren't on the market long enough to even have a real a realtor a invest. That's a great point. Commercial or even industrial mm-hmm. type. I think there's a market there. Um, it's probably saturated a little bit. Yeah. But show your stuff and... And maybe you can grab one of those. And once you get one commercial realtor to to start using you, um, it, it seems like things go a little yeah. more steady. I mean, I wasn't making a profit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was making enough to keep batteries and yeah, and, fly, and fly time, right? Yeah, and, and you were having a good time. And it was worth it time. to you to keep Still going. Have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Which it's is just awesome. fun. Um, yeah. So I don't, it might be there when the housing market changes. Yeah. Which it will. It's inevitable. Because in 2015, the housing market, it was a struggle to sell a home. Yeah. And so they were really looking to be the one that had drone footage or had, mm-hmm. you know, interior videos. And, you know, now it's more 360 tour inside and, and some stills, right? Yeah. Which is the next level that anybody can learn to do in terms of the modeling, Mm -hmm. 3D interior, exterior, and then you put it all together. And that's now, of course, you know, kind of the average sort of median level house is probably not going to need that. No, probably not. But as that becomes more the norm, then maybe they will and it becomes easier to do. So there might be more of an opportunity there. But if you were starting out today, like it was 2014, what would you do different? I wouldn't. I would not try to do too many things. I, I probably was trying to learn six or seven things. By things, what do you mean? Like, you? Um, like nowadays, it'd be mapping, or it'd be three sixty tours, or it'd be um, tower inspection, or I, I'd keep it to three, maybe. Really? Maybe four. Um, I think the reason that my business started going up was because of the whatever the quality is good enough for whoever I'm I'm doing it for you know um and I think if you get your hands in too many um areas uh you don't get good at any of them yeah I mean it's the adage of something along lines of this is not the right way to say it but good at everything master of nothing right Right. basically that's right And, you know, some people are able to master maybe three or four. Some people might need to stick to one. I mean, it really depends on one. I'm still trying to get to one. (laughs) (laughs) Master's a big word. Master's a big word. And anytime we probably get to the point where we say we've mastered something, man, we probably need to go back to the drawing board and start learning because our head's gotten too big. But it it very well could be, yeah. I mean, I think there's always opportunity to learn. So I think I would have still started in in the real estate if it was 2015 right um 
What about a new pilot starting today about based on what you know? Well, so I'm, I'm the odd bird, I think, because well, I didn't want to see, he said <laughs> it, not me. <laughs> That's right. But, um, so my focus, my niche is, uh, construction safety. That's where I'm really focused. Now I do do, um, tower mapping and also I have a new venture coming up with a, another pilot, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that's spraying, spraying fields in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, so that's a term that I bet a lot of people haven't heard because when you start to say construction, the, the word people think is going to come out of your mouth is construction progress, but it wasn't progress. It was construction safety. safety. So mm-hmm. talk about the difference and how that happened, because you probably didn't go into it knowing you'd be sitting here talking about construction safety. Right. So construction progress is part of it. So sure. that's, that's the base is we're doing okay. progress. I do progressive photos, uh, for top golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did just a Nader map, mm-hmm. basically just real simple, no GCPs, just, and what the con- contractors do use it for is for safety briefings to tell people where to park and there's going to be trenches here and, and they can visually see where they're supposed to be parking or where they're mm-hmm. supposed to be walking. And, um, Hmm. Also, the safety engineers like to go through the still pictures and find people without their hard hats on or without masks on. And <laughs> Yeah, that's when OSHA comes looking over yeah. their shoulder, right? <laughs> um, we didn't even talk about it, but, I'm, you know, I've been flying Amazon for a year and well, 14 months, probably at least two or three times a week. That's one of those gigs that I know everybody is, once they hear that, they're going to be so curious about how in the world did you get that on the, on the gig list? And, and how do I, well, so <laughs> it's probably not that it's relationships, right? It's relationships. It's, yeah. it's, um, it really is just relationships and, and trying to provide the best quality you can in service and in, um, photos and video. But I think more the communication portion of it's, you know, the key yeah. is, um, so in terms of the, the construction safety, so that was part of what you were doing at Top Golf, mm-hmm. even though, again, I don't know, maybe they did explain that to you from the very beginning. Uh, I didn't know it. It kind of evolved into that, right? Right. But that's also part of what you're probably doing with Amazon. Oh, yeah. In a it big is. way. It is. And um, and that's that's even a, a bigger construction safety. There's a thousand oh, yeah. people working at some point. Um during the steel portion of Amazon, which was about seven months long, there were four, th- five, three hundred foot cranes Gosh. moving all the time. Lots of dirt work. The Amazon, the big. There's two Amazons. There's a small local distribution one, and then there's uh, regional. Mm-hmm. And the regional is three point seven million square feet. Wait, so. both of these are here. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're I right didn't next know that. door to each other. Okay. Um. And. Uh. That's a five-story building. So you could take, what I understand, you can take the three largest buildings in Albuquerque and they would fit inside that building. Wow. That's incredible. So, so, but what I'm hearing from this is that that's something that a new pilot, and when I say a new pilot, to get into that kind of a job, you need to have some experience, right? You don't want to go into this kind of thing as your first gig. Yeah. You don't want to, you really do need to have some experience. Um, Lots of stick time is... Right. Really important. 
But let's say that's you and you do have some good stick time and you're, you've got confidence as a pilot. You have an understanding of the drone and, and the deliverables at, at a reasonable level. But going to a large company like this and saying it's more about construction progress, we can help you manage the construction site safety. Mm-hmm. That's probably something your competitors are not talking about. No, they're not. And I I would suggest anybody that has an interest or has a construction background, go in, go into mm-hmm. it, go into um, any of those construction trailers and say, here's what I think I can do for you, and and you can talk about yeah um, the progress and and the maps and and video and you have them use it for safety because yeah. Especially just the basic um, map is huge for for mm-hmm. the supers because they can say, "Look, you are this is not here or this is not there." But they also have that progress progression of when things are being installed. I mean, mm-hmm. the supers at Amazon were behind the steel companies behind on steel, and they could actually go and show them, "Look, you should be here, and you're not." and you know, so now it's not safety. Now it's contractual, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they they really use it a lot. And, and that's one of the things I think you have even helped Paul understand is that there are deliverables associated with some of these jobs that you're doing that it evolved and, and you've learned that, wow, they need this. Right. They don't know it. That's, and and you're talking about people that are professionals at what they do. That's true. I think... Um, I think we focus so much on the finished product mm-hmm. that maybe there's other finished products as in construction. Yeah. Um, for an example is Top Golf. I did a 360 interiors for Top Golf, but it was not for them to do a commercial or use for a commercial. It was so that the people from Top Golf, the super for the construction company, were all able to zoom. Mm-hmm. And then they could do a 360 and say, look, this light is in the wrong place. Or or they could show architects, wow. hey, on the next one, can we move this beam over? Or can we do something different on this sign? Um, so they use it for meetings, but mm-hmm. to... No, that's amazing. To make sure things are... And, you know, the punch, the final punch list, right? So yeah. they're doing a final punch list with 360s. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever done for, say, an investor or maybe a super that's like for the Amazon job that's in another city at, at the home base of one of the larger construction companies involved? Have you ever done a live feed for any of them? Just curious. Um, no. And oh, I shouldn't. I had the opportunity to live feed for the owner of the Amazon's mm-hmm. buildings because those will be leased to Amazon. And there's a guy with a lot less money now, probably, but... Um, I don't know the story. What? Well, <laughs> you lost me. Because he, uh, but he comes out and actually life, he was actually with me f- wanting me to take certain pictures and. Okay. And, and the big Amazon's like three point three hundred fifty million million or something like that. So. Jeez, that's you know, crazy. That's a lot less money. And yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> a lot less money. It's amazing. I'm sure he's going to make it back, you know. And. Uh, yeah. So I've had owners or investors request yeah. certain things and certain video. Um, yeah. The investors wanted video of the interiors of Amazon on the five on the five different floors to see the progress. Um, again, it's and it's an investment for them. They want to yeah. know that things are getting done and how they're getting done. And and 
Yeah. I've never live had to live feed. You haven't. Uh-huh. I wonder if that would be something that would be useful to people. I mean, maybe there's no need unless there, say, is something that's really an acute issue and they need to deal with it right away. But then maybe you don't need a drone for that, but maybe you do on some of these well, bigger. I did one live feed in Miami, Florida for a famous artist, uh, Judy Chicago. Mm-hmm. She'd done a smoke feature um, with Pyro. Um, and they wanted that live feed. That was the only time I've ever done a live feed. Interesting. But you you went out there knowing you'd be doing that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was part That's of the That's why I hired. Yeah, we had one. F- I actually hired a drone new member. Did you? <laughs> um, cool. To fly the live feed because it's almost pretty much stationary because of the amount of pyro going off mm-hmm. um, while I was shooting the video. and Awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. So one of the things I'm hearing, and I'm sure you all are hearing as well, kind of laced throughout this, and we can even go back and talk about your HVAC days. So you, right. you've been an entrepreneur, even mm-hmm. though you've been working effectively. Well, it's really not the government, but you've been working for the National Labs for a long time now. But you've been an entrepreneur. You understand the, the people element of it. Yes. So I don't know, just talk about so. that and how important that is, that it's probably more important than being a great pilot. Definitely. I believe I believe that that is the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think being humble in a lot of situations is 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 good. Yeah. Um, you still have to sell yourself. So you know, okay. Yeah. That's, that's a tough line. It is. Um, but just your general actions is a good way of showing humility, hum- being humble, I think. Absolutely. Um, communication is a great way of building relationships. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I don't advertise my business. Mm-hmm. It's all by word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and I've never had to. One of the things that I think that you've done so well is you kind of have, and part of this is, is because as I've seen you over the last now six, seven years, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about, I, know. Um, I see you just sort of doing life and you find things that you enjoy, like the whole lighting thing that you do, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you meet people. And I do. And they ask yeah. questions. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't going to be everybody's paradigm, but if you can make it your paradigm, I think the path forward is just going to be that much easier. And that paradigm that I'm speaking to is it's, it's doing things that you enjoy that lend themselves to the things that you want to do for a living. And then throughout that process, you're meeting people, you're building relationships, you're talking about what you do. Then you get the opportunity to tell them how, what you do could help them maybe. And just kind of builds from there. It really does. It's, um, it's interesting how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to oversimplify it, but I mean, I think that's basically what I hear and, you know, kind of talking to you over the years. I, well, and yeah, I've I seen mean, it with you. Well, you've seen it. <laughs> I've yeah. seen it. Um, it, it really, it really is a, uh, I think I'm very fortunate that I've had a couple hobbies turn into business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even though I went to heating and air conditioning school right out of high school and and it served me well. It got me to where I am now. Yeah. I would credit um, the growth of my drone company to the ability to talk to not com- people who are uncomfortable because they're either hot or cold. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be more irritable. So <laughs> yeah. it's a great opportunity to show a little humility. And, yeah. and, and I think that technique of talk, speaking with people has benefited me now. 
I can totally see that. And that's a good point. I have not even, I, I had not thought about that, but that was a great training ground. But I mean, all of us, maybe not to that degree where it's so definitive in terms of training for dealing with people moving forward. That's <laughs> such a great example. Um, but for example, I was an auditor, right? And I did that for eight years prior to doing my last career and which led to this career of Drone U. So I audited for eight years and nobody wanted me coming into their office. Nobody, I, nobody was ever happy to see me. Right. Like ever. No. Why <laughs> so would they? Right? Why would they be? <laughs> and so I learned during that process to make the most of it and to, to try to make people's lives better. And, you know, as, as I think about it, I don't, I mean, I wasn't thinking necessarily in those terms. I was just thinking, okay, how do I make my life better? Well, that's <laughs> and right. By making their life better. To make your life better. And everybody wins. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a value if you have that in your personality, which I feel like you do. I mean, I've known you long enough. Well, thank you. And uh, <laughs> um, I think that benefits. Doesn't mean it can't be done a different way. It just. True. Um, yeah. I guess the point, though, is that I think we all probably, and to varying degrees, but we can all look back and maybe kind of assess what have we learned from the things we've done prior. I bet there's more there that would lend themselves to helping you take your drone business to another level. Yes, I right. think I think you're right. I mean, it's a yeah. I think I think you're right. It's it really is about selling yourself in a way that um, is humble, but also um, you can show your skills or you can show your interest in them. Um, that's the whole thing with construction and safety is literally that you're showing empathy for the construction company. You want, they don't want anybody being hurt. Right. They don't. And, and so I have found that if you, if you show empathy, right, if you, if you put yourself in their shoes, mm -hmm. they tend to be, I mean, I, they tend to be more open for work. And, and yeah. I, an example is Amazon, which my original contract was one day a month. Wow. I, that's how it started. That's how it started on, oh, wow. in March of 2020, right as COVID hit. And after my first deliverable, they hired me to once a week. And then... A month after that, they hired me for twice a week, and it's been that way until this last week because the construction's coming to a close. So how did that come about, though? So what, was that you saying to the managers, look, I could do this for you as well, or mm -hmm. they were... So they don't really... They didn't really know what they want or don't want sometimes. Yeah. Um, this is also done through Drone Bros. So um, they have a pretty good business model where this is what we're only thing we're going to provide kind of like mm -hmm. you know you know like in and out burger there's like five things you can pick and that's it right yeah. and well mm. yeah i'm hungry yeah <laughs> unless you go animal style right and yeah then, right but um what i was doing is showing them they were using this information in their safety meetings we were talking about it i always check in with a super what um most of them will say ah oh, you don't need to we know you're here on mm -hmm. Amazon, I just go whenever I want, but mm -hmm. I always send a super two, two shots off the drone that I've cool. been there, right? Yeah. Not edited. It's just two shots. Yeah. He's going to get his edited stuff later. And the more <laughs> I did that, the more, so he started sending it to the owner. 
he started sending okay. to the investors and and more and more then the investor like hey can you have him do these shots and can we do this twice a week because we want to see mm-hmm. what's going on and how it's happening and then I got the second Amazon started, so I'm doing that once every two weeks, and that immediately moved to once a week. So, wow! And then interiors. So that's amazing. So the one that the 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 point at which you say you were sending them, you were sending the super two shots to show you were there. Is that something they asked for, or something that you just did so they knew you were there? He when I first shot it, when they there was tumbleweeds being pushed by a grader, uh-huh. um, he asked. Because he wanted to let the investor know that they had started work. Gotcha. And I have done it ever since. I can show you the text message that's a year and a half long. But that's you taking initiative because what you right. could have done is said, he asked for these. I gave it to him. Now I'm just going to do my other job that they've hired me for. But you didn't stop there. No. You went another level and said, I'm, this is a great thing. Right. I'm so going to let him know I'm here. Doing. It's gonna. He's going to like it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's... It just builds that relationship. Yeah. And um, I think that's, Yeah, I mean, I went from once a month to like this Sunday, I'll fly three different contracts out there. Yeah, no, it's so cool. And, and so, I mean, I think the point there is that you're just always look for relatively simple things that might be available to you to add value to the client you're serving. Right. That again, they don't even know would be important to them. And that was no big deal. No skin off your back to shoot, no, text him a couple doing pictures. Shots. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It wasn't creating more work. Right. Well, five seconds to send a text, yeah. but you know, that's not more work. Not really. And not when the <laughs> not outcome, the not when the outcome is, yeah. I got more contract. Exactly. Right. No, that's exactly right. So I do want to switch gears just a little mm-hmm. bit, sort of in the same vein and talk about, um, how it's been managing working full-time in a like a professional job that right. you have at the National Labs and keeping this business going. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about that alone for a couple hours. So oh, yeah. maybe give me a, or give us a couple of points uh, that are you see as what's been the most important element of being able to make that work. So I'm going to have to give credit to my lovely bride of 25 years. She is pretty awesome. I've met um, her. And so, yeah, we both outkicked the coverage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should just speak for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely outkicked the coverage. I don't, yeah. yeah. Anyways. There's no doubt about that. You've this. got a great wife. So she's um, been an, a, a help She's to you. always, yeah, she's supporting. Yeah. And because of that, you know, she would, business-wise, I only did what time would allow. Orig- you know, because... When I started this business, I had a junior in high school and one, and a and another daughter. Yeah. In middle school, and, now they're and you're a family out. man. I mean, yeah. that's very important to you. My family is the most important. To yeah. Me. And so, hey, between running around, you know, there's always extracurricular things mm-hmm. happening, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and, guys know. Uh, yeah, and so it was never a struggle because my drone business, because I have my career. I didn't have to make sure that the drone business was making money yeah. to live, um, to make a living, right? Yeah. But I wanted it established. My my business plan was originally five years, which I made, <laughs> which was to to have one established where, you know, like my old heating and air company, I didn't have to really hunt. Hadn't I don't have to advertise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. I mean, but I can, I, I'm old, right? I can retire and 
six years. And so on a 10-year plan, I might, if I keep my drone business steady for the next six years, there's no reason I couldn't just go full time on that. Sure. And you're, I mean, you're building a rapport with all these clients and a lot of these things are, are repeat business or, or potentially could be, I mean, for example, if sure. you're working for a contractor who's building stuff, um, that's a form of recurring business potentially. It, it, it really is. Um, that, in fact, the contractor that built Top Golf is also going to be building Carvana vending machine here in Albuquerque. I did not know that Albuquerque was getting that. Yep, and it's right across the street from Top Golf, right across the freeway. Huh. And so there's a possibility that I'll pick that one up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on that note, will you be will you be proactive and and try to go after whoever is in charge of that? And I've already made those contacts. Right. Okay, yeah. there you go. So you there can't you sit back and wait. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, you just hope you hope you get them. And yeah, if you can have a verbal like have a verbal conversation. Yeah. With the supervisor, super or project manager. Mm -hmm. Project manager is the key, also, um, especially yeah. on large. Large right. builds. Well, in the construction progress, and now I guess we'll call it construction safety realm, what about this idea that a lot of the larger construction companies are building their own drone teams? Are you seeing that, or, or do you see I, that as a debilitating thing to what you're trying to do, or I not? I have not seen it. Um, okay. And the two, um, the two large companies that I've done work for do not have their own. And are, they're pretty big companies. I mean, if they're yeah. doing Amazon, they're huge. Yeah, na they're national. I mean, yeah. I can I could name them, but yeah, um, they're they're big. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That actually surprises me a little bit, but it's great. I mean, I think that I don't know. Part of the reason for this show too is dispel myths, right? And I think you're dispelling a lot of myths that I think people have. That is, there's no opportunity in that because the construction companies just send out their own pilots. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily true. Um, and in fact, we'll go into a little more on that. Um, the dirt moving company that moved the dirt for both both Amazon sites that's local here have their own hmm. drone pilot that does RTK. Okay. Um, once a week to see, to add to the survey. Yeah. Right. But I reached out to them and because he was on site. So I went and introduced myself. So my suggestion is if you have someone in the community that flies a drone, that's 107, reach out to them and don't look at them as, as, um, competition. as competition because every drone pilot I know in New Mexico has sent me a job. Yeah. I am so glad you brought that up because I probably would have forgotten. And I think that that comes. So, so now we're going to philosophize. Right. There you go. <laughs> but um, it really is having that attitude, that mindset of plenty. Mm -hmm. Right. There is plenty. And when I mean, I, I don't want to get too touchy feely here, but man, when we help each other and we don't worry so much about self-preservation, that we discard everybody else and their needs, good things happen for everybody. You're right. I, I, and what's what's nice is I've actually had to turn down some work that I've sent to mm -hmm. those those pilots who had sent me work. Yeah. And so it's not, if in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. I work in a state and a city with one of the best drone pilots there is, right? 
and in Paul. Sure. And I've never competed against him. Yeah. Never had to. We've yeah. never even had the same niche. Right. Um, so. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, that's a great point. Don't think that everybody's doing it, the same thing you're doing. Yeah. Well, in fact, um, we typically, because we get a lot of leads through DroneU, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And if something comes through for Albuquerque, we just call yeah, Kevin. Yeah, you guys usually send, <laughs> we send, usually it, to send it to Kevin. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll say, hey, Paul, do you want to do this? Right. And if if he doesn't or can't or he's out of town or whatever, he always says, no, nah, give it to Kevin. <laughs> so there you go. It works. Um, and, and by the way, that goes back to building relationships. Sorry to get so excited, but that goes back to the fact that you took the time, made the effort to build a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. And it's been fantastic. And now you're a friend and um, it's cool. Man, it just works. Another drone pilot at Amazon who is the survey company. Um, when I say they survey, they survey every steel beam. Everything they they're going in. Are they using lidar or what are they doing? Um, ground survey and then they're using lidar. Well, so that's where the EV came in, right? Mm-hmm. So the fun story. You ready for this? Let's do the it. The most odd one. Let's. <laughs> we like odd fun stories. So I have I have airspace for the airport, which okay. is also on Kirtland Air Force Base. So a while back, you went and got your. I got your yeah, wide area authorization. My wide area authorization, mm -hmm. and um. The drone pilot for this survey company did not have it. Hmm. And so they have permission to fly on Kirtland on, on the Air Force Base, but they could not use a DJI, so they were using the EB. Okay. I had the authorization, so they wanted to pay me for authorization. Mm -hmm. And so we went out and we flew, surveyed with the EB, um, 40 millimeter grenade uh, practice range. Wow. Yeah. What was the point of that? Just out of curiosity. I think they're making it in they're they're changing it to another type of firing range uh, from the 40, 40, milli, 40 millimeter grenade launch wow. range. Wow. I want to do that. It's cool. <laughs> I want to go watch neat. some grenades. It's pretty neat. Um, so I never thought in the world I'd be sitting on an Air Force base. Yeah. In airspace, watching a fixed wing fly. And mapping something like mapping that. Mapping something like that in my that's, whole life. I never I never thought that. That's, that's kind of cool. neat. Yeah, no, it is. And it's it's just you being willing to because I, you know, I could also see some people that could say, Yeah, no, I'm not gonna give you my authorization. I'll just do the job or I'll try to get the job for myself. Yeah. Which you probably could have tried to do. I mean, you've got a pretty good mapper here at Drone U that would have helped oh, yeah. you. Right? Oh yeah. But you didn't uh I'm saying that tongue in cheek. Right. Um you didn't go that route. You thought, no, this is an opportunity to forge another relationship. Let's do it. And, and it's true. And here's here's what I've learned from these relationships is if you need something, they're almost always willing to help. Yeah. Um, there is a, every, a lot of people have heard one and none. One's like none, right? So mm -hmm. I lost two phantoms in one week. <laughs> um. One wasn't. I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm laughing. One is an ES. You can laugh looking back. It's true. Ahead. I mean, there's two types of pilots, right? That's what we always talk about in training. Right. The ones who have crush and ones that will. That's so. right. Exactly. Um, both of these were were errors on the Phantom. They One lost an ESC and the other one lost a power bank mm. or a power board. But I had all these jobs. I only had one Phantom left. I have, I, at that time, I had three in my inventory. Mm -hmm. And most people have... Two. Yeah, if that. Um, 
Then my camera went gimbal, started messing up on my third Phantom. Oh, no. But I had talked, I'd met all these drone pilots on site, and um, I had, I ordered a new Phantom to get here as soon as I could, but, you know, it's not overnight because of batteries and stuff. Sure. But they loaned me their their Phantom 4. I'm sure if I had called you guys, you'd have been like, yeah, I can borrow it, you know? Um, Of course. He was just happened to be on site, and he let me finish my job that day. That's awesome. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the adage, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's not just a saying. I mean, that's. Right. And I didn't even ask him. He actually walked up and. Could see you were having an issue. Yeah. That's cool. He could see he was having an issue. Yeah. I love that. Love uh, love when that happens. I just, I don't know. Makes everything better. That's all that communication again. Um, It's just, it benefits you, I think. It does. Yeah, it does. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Touch base and. Sure. I don't know, get to know about their families, whatever. I mean, I, I, yeah. So another thing I wanted to ask you maybe briefly, have you talk a little bit about is pricing because I know that's one of the biggest questions people have. And I'm sorry, we're not going to get into detailed pricing on this particular show. Maybe at some point we will maybe even have you back for a pricing show, Maybe. but talk a little bit about just how you've gone about that. And because I just know it's one of the biggest struggles of drone service providers out there. It, it is a struggle. Um, I would, I would say there's many approaches to pricing. Um, in fact, we had talked about, uh, one of the approaches from a company that asked me to charge them per gig, basically. Mm, Yeah. We talked about that instead of per job. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's what your market is and what how much effort you have to put in. In my opinion, mm. um, I would say nationally, if you're you're somewhere between seventy five and a hundred bucks an hour. Okay, if you want to think about it at a, and that's for general work, like videography, construction stills, maybe okay. some maps, but not not like three D. Okay, type. Just general, like safety construction stuff, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Okay. Um, now, when you get a job where they're paying you, you're flying four times a week, and each one of those times is a contract. Um, I, I would say the price might go down a little bit, mm-hmm. but you're also flying four times a week for, yeah, you know, and sixteen it's months, and eighteen it's a months, and it's a contract, contractual, yeah, yeah, so. Um, at that point, it's always been, you know, this is where people struggle. Mm-hmm. Do I take less because I'm consistent? I have consistently flown every week, at least six to eight hours every week for money, for money. Yeah. This is on top of your practice time. Right. On top of that, yeah. literally for money, but also I don't do any of the production. So I am literally a pilot with a camera. Mm-hmm that that meets the needs and then drone like drone bros does their own production Mm -hmm. um the tower companies they do their own stitching yeah you you know i just have to provide the what they need so in those cases the pricing is sort of established for you it really is right i mean you either take it or 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 leave it and if you feel like it's if it's if it's good for you take it right um but at the same time, if you do a really good job for somebody like those companies and they've worked with you for a year or two, I would imagine potentially you'd, they'd be willing to negotiate with you. Oh, yeah. 
any company that that's worth their weight and has a long-term perspective is going to be willing to do that with somebody that's really good to them and good for them. Yes, they do. And in fact, they negotiate in the middle of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but in terms of jobs that you've gotten on your own, uh, do you feel like you, well, number one, have you, this is something that we go back and forth on, on, on the Astro and you podcast and just in mm-hmm. general conversations with students and so forth is whether or not you should give something away free to kind of get the ball rolling. Did you ever have to do that? Do you recommend doing that from your perspective? Um, so I, I believe in it. Okay. Um, it worked for me. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't give a lot of way. I gave one session to one realtor. Mm-hmm. And um, hmm. then I had other realtors calling me from that one realtor. Wanting it free? Uh, or uh, no? Wanting how much I charge. Okay. And, you know, and they would, it's kind of a common story in the world of drone photos and real estate, um, is I would give them a price and it based off of square footage or what, what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a price list. So, yeah, you know. This is this square footage. I'm going to do it for this price. If you want interiors, it's going to be this much addition. Do you still have that? And is it current? Uh huh. Could you? Would you mind sharing that with everybody? I'd probably do that. Yeah. If 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 you don't see it, we talked after the show and decided it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but if you don't mind, well, here's here's what I'm going to tell you about about pricing. There's going to be just as many people who think you're under you're underselling them as there are. People who think, man, I could I could work for that mon- that amount of money. That's true. Yeah, it really is so, about perspective, and um, I mean, there's obviously a range that the market can support, right? And I then, mean, uh, go ahead. I, I, and it's true, and over because I mean, I've, been, I've done this now for six years, yeah. right? And it literally, like I said, that that kind of hourly rate is if and so is that kind of how you look at it at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how I really look at it. Now, I don't, even in my personal things, mm-hmm. I don't do production. I hire it out. Right. So I, inc- I increase my job. So I'm, I'm, how is the right way to say that? I'm paying myself less, but I'm not doing all the work. Right. But it's, uh, you're leveraging the skills and abilities and efficiencies of other people who do something well that right. you could potentially learn and potentially do well, but maybe not too. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not a creative, I'm creative in flying maybe, yeah. but not creative on, and you know, I tried, I did it. I bought Photoshop. I bought mm-hmm. all the, you know, all, you, all like, the Adobe suite. I, I found I was spending 10 hours and I'm still not happy with the video that I'm making. And, you know, I, I can pay someone to do it. And, you know, I think the example was I'm really paying myself $7.50 to make a crappy video. Right. <laughs> so. Why not pay somebody else? Why not pay somebody else to, yeah. so to do it? There's a book, and I mentioned it to you when you were here, yeah. uh, Kevin. It's something I'm about halfway through, but already the concepts. What I wouldn't say that the, the concepts are revolutionary, but it really drives it home in such a solid, no-brainer how are we not doing this more? How am I not doing this more way? So a plug for the book called Who Not How. It's really great. Um, And I pretty much guarantee that after reading that book or listening to the back, that book, whatever you fancy, Mm -hmm. you're going to have that perspective and you're not going to buy Photoshop in the first place. 
Right. Yeah, I, I, that was a waste of money for me. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. There are some people who are very good at doing all of that. There, I would say they're few and far between. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that phrase, a jack of all trades, master of none, right? There it and, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Absolutely. There, and we, and particularly when we've got families and we've got other jobs and we've got hobbies that can take a lot of time, depending on the time of year, mm -hmm. ergo your hobbies. Um, right. There's only so much you can do. There really is. And, and you, you have to ask, ask yourself, what are you paying yourself per hour? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you paying yourself t to do well and not do well? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to clarify one thing really quick before we um, move on. We probably should start wrapping things up. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the way that you think about pricing jobs, and you've said that your paradigm, you sort of evolved into thinking of it in terms of hourly, and basically probably that's how you would charge somebody generally if, if it fits at all. Mm -hmm. Are you charging them for things like travel time, editing time, or how do you build in? You're not editing. You've told us that. No, but, but, I, but I charge for that editing. Okay. So I built some good relationships uh, with my photo editor mm -hmm. and with my video edit awesome. production people. Um, relationships that have grown. Mm -hmm. um, they don't even live in this country. Yeah. But, um, Where did you find those and people? And I found them on Fiverr. Yeah. Like five years ago. Yeah. And eventually um, we just started working together. And yeah. There, here's how communication relationships with production works to your benefit. Um, when COVID first came out, I was hired by a company to video and still do aerial photos of COVID test facilities here in Albuquerque. And my video um, production person lives in Belize. Cool. Right. Good for that. About 12 hours difference in time. Yeah. I said, I'm going to film this, but I have a deliverable by noon, my time tomorrow. So he stayed up until three. I uploaded my video. He produced it, had it ready for me the next morning. It's huge. And that is really and important. Yeah, it is. Because I had a deliverable. Yeah. And, I, I, and before I accepted the job, I talked to him. I said, can you do this for me? And what are you going to charge me? And it was real reasonable. And... And at that point, you could trust him because and, you knew and him. And I know him. Yeah. And I, he's not, you know, we don't, we don't do anything through fiber anymore. We do it through yeah. email. Right. Um, yeah. And through PayPal or however you pay him. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's so important. And, and here at DroneU, we've done, I mean, some of our most important people on our team, that's probably up to about 20, 25 people total now are very similar and they're people that are there overseas and they mm -hmm. have been with us for years. And there's some amazing people around the world in this world economy that can be just what Kevin's describing for you. Actually, on that note, in the business class available to members, there's a whole section that Tim taught on the process of hiring somebody remotely. So it's just part of membership and part of the business class. You, you really need to go check that out because Tim's been doing that and we at DroneU and previous businesses we've had together, we've been working with folks like mm -hmm. this for probably 15 years, maybe more. And so he's really refined the process of how to find them, to find them and screen and do some of those things and how to write the appropriate style of ad to get the right people in the first place. So anyways, you might want to check that out if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a it's a valuable resource. It is good. To members of DroneU. But 
Um, so I heard, I'm going to end with this. All right. I, I, I could just keep talking to you. It's really yeah, great. It's and, and I'm sure people are going to have questions. So maybe we'll have we'll, you on again we'll sometime. Answer, right. Yeah. Maybe we'll oh, just yeah. answer them. Yeah, that's right. Um, I heard a rumor. Uh-oh. <laughs> Probably not true. No, it probably is true. <laughs> I heard a rumor that you bought yourself a beautiful new truck. I did. With profits from your drone work. So I have my very first business vehicle. Yep. I yeah. I bought a, a, a new truck. Some, some of the people know me know that I had a very small vehicle. Mm -hmm. I was driving a um, Kia Sportage. Yeah. And I, could, I can fit all of my drone gear in there with mm -hmm. the back seat down. But it, it it got me to where I am now. Yeah. Um I give credit to Drone U uh for you know keeping the information viable, which is key. Um mm -hmm. remember I started when there was no 107. Yeah. So just all that information, everything that has changed so much that all the FAA rules, um insurance. Insurance is almost impossible to get for drone coverage when I started. Right. And it was very expensive, thousands of dollars. Yeah. So yeah, I was actually able to to buy my, my 2020 Ford Ranger and I it's awesome. accessorized it so that um, it's safe for, for equipment. And Are you going to, I've been seeing the ads for them. I really want one of these. I don't have, well, I do have a truck, but it's not for work or anything. The the tail, I mean the uh, not tailgate the the bed systems that you can get with drawers and stuff that lock up. I thought about going that yeah. way, but instead I went with a a tonneau, a hard tonneau cover. Okay. Um, it yeah. just wasn't going to. I couldn't. I couldn't hide the stuff in the bed yeah. with the with the drawers. I did look at that because some of the things inexpensive, but if you get into the construction or safety world. Um, you really need to have first aid kits, um, multiple safety vests, multiple hard hats, multiple yeah. boots. That's a good point. Yeah. And so I haul that. I have, I've had the safety guys at these sites check to see if I have my safety, all my safety gear. No kidding. Yeah. Cause that's their job. You know, they're that's the safety true. engineers, right? Yeah. So, um, that's true. Wow. So Craftman tubs are the best. Okay. They stack, and I slide them all in there, and I slide my my generator in there. I do not use, um, I don't use a Colorado charger or any of those type of things. I run a generator. Smart. Um, what generator do you prefer? I I like the knockoff of the from Honda, Harbor Freight. From Harbor Freight. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, it's good stuff. You know, actually. I can charge. I can charge four Phantom batteries at one time. I, we've done more than that in training. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Off of that one generator, it's quiet. You don't have to yell over it. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Some people carry their golf clubs in the back of their truck. But uh, do Kevin, not carry golf clubs. <laughs> Kevin carries his drones and related equipment because you never know when that call is going to come to go do a job. Well, and right now I'm doing, I'm involved with 74 cell towers between two towns. We didn't even really get into that. And we didn't get into that, and, and, but... Wow. So I hit one every, try to hit one if the weather's good every day. Oh, you know, gosh. Especially in Albuquerque. I know people are going to want to hear about that stuff. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do another show. All right. We'll, down, we'll down the road before too long. Yeah, let's close it out. So let me do this. Final words, advice, encouragement to everybody out there who's trying to get where you're at. Stick with it. Just don't give up. 
um, really, that's be humble. When you can get a backup drone, get it. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're one, you're none, literally. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, take your time. I, you, is it nice to have working capital to start your business? Probably. I didn't have that. Um, I mean, I had my own wallet, sure. but, but, um, invest as you go. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Put money back into your business. Put it all back into your business. I, and I still do that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, and one thing that I never actually asked you was your favorite drones, but it's basically the, the Phantom 4 Phantom V2 4. is what you fly most of the time. It's just so yeah. versatile and does everything you, you need. Yeah, I have Inspires. I have some uh, original Mavics, mm -hmm. um, which I use to fly inside. Yeah. Because they have nice cages. Mm -hmm. They have actual cages, not just prop guards. Just prop, yeah. Um, and in construction, uh, there's always strings or wires hanging down, and they yeah. work. Yeah. So I do a lot of that for inside. Um, and But the Phantom 4 is my workhorse. It always has been. It's reliable. It does well in the wind. Solid. Um, solid. It has dual IMUs. So mm -hmm. when the Raven hits you, it doesn't fall out of the air. It yeah. recovers itself. <laughs> that's that's so, a story for that's another day. That's a different day. story, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah. Phantom like, Four is my workhorse. I think the way you said that word's perfect, workhorse. And yep. uh, yeah, there's there's no arguing that point. But um, well, I cannot thank you enough for joining me on thank this you for having inaugural me. show. Yeah, it was fun having you, and uh, we'll do it again. We would, of course, love to hear from you. If you have questions for Kevin, um, let us know in the show notes or, or on YouTube, wherever you're watching this, and we'll try to have Kevin answer them. Sure. And then subscribe. We would love that. That's one of the best ways you can help us get this rolling. And then tell us what you think. Give us a review. We, uh, we appreciate all the reviews and all your thoughts. And why didn't you ask this? And man, we'd really love him to talk about this. Those are the kind of things that we want to hear from you because uh, we want to make this, uh, just like Astro New, we want to make this show all about you. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. For Kevin, thank you. you Rob, have a great day. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.